0: Warriors, Welcome to episode four of the Warriors Zen Podcast. I'm your host, Wes, and today we are talking about accepting responsibility for your anxiety recovery. So before we get started here, I just want to say that I am on par- uh, parlor now. Uh, my profile is Warriors Zen. Hope to uh, see you out there. Um, Feel free to direct message me or uh, let me know any of your situations or problems you're going through. Let me try to work through them together. But the uh, topic for today's podcast is that you must take responsibility for your anxious mind so that you can begin seeing life through a clear lens. Now, the big problem with uh, a lot of anxiety sufferers is that they typically, first off, don't understand the, what's going on with their, with their body and, the, and understanding the difference between their ner- uh, different nervous systems that they have uh, between the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. So they're more likely to identify sensations, uh, like heart palpitations and, and, you know, sweaty hands, uh, feeling like there's an, imp- like a pending doom coming up, coming to you, just general, uh, you know, panic attack symptoms, uh, heavy breathing as some sort of se- severe life crisis, right? So in 99 times out of a hundred, it's not a major life crisis you're just your body is responding to uh, some sort of stimulus that it's trying to protect you uh, from whatever that perceived threat is and it could be an imagined threat it can be a real threat uh, it can be uh, you know something in a, in a boardroom meeting or on a tennis court like in your competitive match and like your your body's responding to that uh, so those types of sensations A lot of anxiety sufferers, they think that there's something severely wrong with them. And I've certainly been in that department before where I have gone to the doctor and have them run a test and do all that stuff. And before I was able to kind of get on the other side of this journey, I was making excuses a lot and saying, well, I better hold back because I'm really not feeling that great today and I don't want to get forward and moving forward in my life. And so I'm just going to take it easy and, and kind of make excuses for that. And I never took responsibility for how I was behaving and and how my actions were affecting other people. And ultimately, the, the core truth when it comes to taking responsibility is that when you, when you finally take responsibility for your recovery, it's not saying that you're not going to uh, easily uh, blame others uh, throughout your early early journey, because there will be times where uh, you may lash out to somebody and treat them rather poorly, and, I, and I've certainly been in that in that uh, arena before. But it's a matter of accepting the fact that okay, there I have some sort of anxious module for my personality, and I have to do my best to correct this. And when you take that approach, you realize that you can kind of enumerate your faults that you see in yourself and realize, okay, well, what, what can I do to make this better? And a lot of the time, especially in my, in my growth, uh, because of, you know, not having the best, uh, maternal structure uh, to support me while growing up or my mom wasn't in the picture. She she's an alcoholic and you know, really didn't, didn't contribute a whole lot to the family unit. But I always was searching externally for someone to help me and basically say, Hey, we're going to help you through this. And, you know, basically if I'm having a bad day, I can just run to mom or run to dad and say, you know, Hey mom or dad, like, you know, so-and-so is being mean to me at school and I don't know what to do. And they tell you, well, Uh, You know, a mother more likely to coddle you and say it'll be okay and all this other stuff. But the responsibility for your actions is kind of the first step you have to take as planting the flag in developing this warrior mindset. And you have to understand that you're going to you're going to slip and fall a lot in the early stages. But you understand that if you do make a mistake or you do treat someone poorly, you can make amends and you can correct that. And uh, however, the sensations, uh, whatever you feel internally, or you know even externally at points uh, that cause you to behave in a certain way or change your behavior, uh, you have to take uh, responsibility to figure out what what type of stimulus is out there that causes you to behave this way. So a good example of this would be like caffeine. Uh, caffeine is a great example because caffeine, by default, automatically raises your anxiety levels uh, because it kind of it kind of helps stimulate the the uh, sympathetic nervous system a little bit, and so you're starting to feel a little bit antsy. And if you compound all these other stressors on there, it's likely to, to send you kind of in a downward spiral to the point where, oh, okay, now I'm really. Really out of whack here, and I don't know how I'm going to be able to calm down. And when you're in those in those types of situations, and your your peak uh, peak anxiety levels are really clinging on to you, it's very difficult to remind yourself. Oh yeah, I remember I took responsibility for this. I'm not supposed to be feeling this way anymore. I'm supposed to be trying to actively change this. And the the end goal of the responsibility of understanding every action you make is going to have an equal and opposite reaction. Uh, But in the early stages, you have to kind of uh, give yourself a bit of a break, not not a a total break, because then you're just making excuses. But you have to respect the process of the responsibility comes with, you know, certain expectations where maybe in in a a social situation where you don't you don't like to interact with people could be at work, could be at a party or something to that effect, you're just really introverted. And you know that certain situations, like especially at school, uh, you know, even at, at college or wherever you are, is going to make you feel uncomfortable. You have to take the, the action of putting yourself in that situation to make yourself uncomfortable so you can practice getting uh, the, the correct mindset and the, and the correct mentality of how to address those particular sensations that arise because if you don't and you just avoid uh the situation or whatever's causing you the most anxiety then you're not taking responsibility and basically you're just uh, keeping the wheel turning on this on the victim mentality and you're never going to grow that way and in the early in the early stages you will have a lot of excuses that you're trying to say, well, you know, I, I don't want to go to school today because I don't like, you know, all these people and I feel insecure and I just don't think I fit in very well. And you have to be able to say, okay, I understand that this does make me feel very uncomfortable. So what's my solution to this? And your solution has to be put yourself in a, in a context of that event is the only thing that matters that day. And you know that, okay, this is, this is the big game, so to speak. And if you go in the classroom and you understand, okay, now my heart's kind of race a little bit. Now's the time to find a solution. And a great solution for a lot of people uh, in the early, early stages is to take a deep breath, and exhale, and just be at peace with whatever's going on. And if you're, if you're in a situation like in a crowded room and you're just not, you're, oh, it could be an elevator or something that you have a phobia of, uh, uh, planes are a big, um, big phobia for a lot of people. Uh, but your solution is just to resign yourself to that particular moment and say, I'm going to accept this moment. I'm going to learn as much as I can from it and try to move forward. And for some people it may last five seconds and then you always throw up your hands and say, I gotta get out of here. And you know, that's okay. You know, that's gonna happen. But when you are taking responsibility for your recovery, that just means that you're gonna have to put yourself in more and more and more of those situations until you start building up a callus in your mind to the point where okay, I am strong enough to get through this situation. Now, from my from my experience. Uh, planes and flying were a big a big challenge for me and so I know like from getting from getting in the airport sitting in the terminal getting on the plane uh, all of that was very difficult for me to deal with so when I was going through uh, my journey and realizing it's like look this isn't helping me you know I don't want to be miserable every single time I need to fly somewhere because you know, you can tell yourself it's the it's the safest mode of transportation and you know nothing bad's gonna happen to you. But unfortunately, your your deep seated fears won't wanna release that easily. They're gonna want to hang on and say, no, no, it's a danger, it's a danger. It's like every time I get on this thing, it's a guaranteed, you know, death trap. And so that type of uh, that type of fear that you're gonna have that's deeply rooted in you, you have to take it's very small steps to unroot those and then plant the new seeds of your confidence to let them grow and they'll turn into little um, saplings and you know, turn into a tree eventually. Uh, but you have to, to be patient. And so when I was on when I was going through that, I would just in the terminal, I would take a deep breath. And I may be miserable and I may be tired, especially when I was coming home from deployment, I hadn't slept in like a long time. And plus with the time zone changes and things and being on a plane for 30 hours is not pleasant for anyone. But being able to take a deep breath and say, okay, I know I'm not feeling great right now, but this can't last forever. And if I can just manage this one moment and not worry about, well, when are we gonna get to Germany? Or when are we gonna land? When am I gonna get to Baltimore so I can get off this, this freaking plane? You know you can't you can't let your mind race like that you have to you have to take comfort in just taking that deep breath and then just dealing with the situation at hand and trying to find something to kind of root yourself into the present moment because this will take time and it'll take patience to, to do uh develop the skill set but it's a skill and it's just like anything else like if you if you want to learn how to hit a tennis ball Or you want to learn how to hit a golf ball or you know run run more efficiently or swim it takes practice and you have to get out there and you have to take baby steps and realize that okay I may not win today but I'll come back tomorrow and I'll try again and in certain situations you're just going to have to be uh, in a state where you're suffering and that in that suffering it can be phys- physical pain, it can be emotional pain, it can be, uh, you know, in a certain sense, spiritual pain from a, from an existential dread or uh, where you're really locked into a bad experience uh, mentally with depersonalization. But, you know, when you're going through that, and that, that as suffering, you have to realize, it's like, look, and this is what's helped me a lot, is if I can make it through this moment, if I can make it through this experience, then the next experience that comes my way is going to be uh, much more muted, uh, much easier to deal with. And that can build your confidence to realize like, look, I really had a terrible time coming home, and flying home from deployment, and that really sucked. And to other people, they may be looking at you like, what's the big deal, Like, I don't understand. But they don't understand, they're not living in your skin. So when you take the responsibility it's an establishing a relationship with your with your warrior self, your true self, and saying, Look, I need I need somehow to dig into my soul and figure out what can get me through this experience no matter how bad it is. And for some for a lot of people, you could be in a hospital, you know, and you're getting ready to go into surgery. And you know, the surgeon's done the, the surgery five thousand times and he can do it with with his eyes closed, essentially, but you're still really nervous and you're really scared. It's like And you have all these, what if questions, what if I don't wake up, you know, what if something happens to me and then what, what's my family going to do? And those types of questions are all based in the future. They're not based in the moment. And when you're going through the experience, you're going to be like, Oh, uh, I know I'm supposed to be focused on the moment, but I just can't, I can't, I have to keep thinking about the future like what's going to happen. Well, that's an element of, of the human experience. And because as humans we're extremely good at planning, and we know it's like we can set up plans like, hey, I gotta wake up at nine. And then I wanna go to Kroger, and then I'm to get some food, get groceries. And I'm gonna come back, and then I've gotta, you know, log into work. And then I gotta do this and that, and go to this meeting. Well, our brains can can plan five, ten, fifteen, twenty, you know, days in the future, but they have a really terrible time of of planning five uh, or just staying in the moment. Even sometimes planning five minutes in the future where it, it gives you so much grief and anxiety that you start to get yourself locked into that mindset where you're really anxious and really nervous. So one of the skill sets of you know accepting responsibility is realizing that one of the, one of the tasks that you have to set before yourself is the ability to embrace the moment, just embrace it. And it, it can be tough sometimes because you might have a headache you might have a cold and you're and you're just feeling miserable but just to take a moment and just embrace what's going on with you at that time and just realize that you are alive and you have a power and potential inside of you that not many people know how to tap into but if you try if you really say okay today's the day i'm not going to give into the fear and i'm going to figure out the best way to to move through this experience, that's the responsibility. So as you start to add up these wins and you're doing really well, you can start to share that experience with other people and, and let them know it's like, hey, I had a really hard time yesterday and I was all, I was by myself and I was really scared and I was really nervous, but here's what I did to get through it. I just wanted to share it with you. And that can help inspire that person as well that you're, that you're uh, speaking to. But also, it's it's a, it's flipping the mentality of, of constantly seeking help to versus finding that help within yourself, empowering yourself, and then communicating that with somebody else. And when as as you go and and you progress and you get farther down the road to this this warrior path, you know there's a there's a huge element of knowledge that you'll come across. Uh, down, down to your journey. And it's a matter of tapping into the frequency of what it is to be human. And a lot of people get distracted because they're constantly playing the victim where it's like, I need to take medication. I I just can't handle this. And, you know, they're, they're constantly looking externally. It's like, you know, it's, it's my dad's fault. It's my sister's fault. It's, it's, you know, uh, my best friend's fault because they betrayed me, and they're the ones that made me feel this way. And that's unfortunate for some who have that mentality. But unfortunate, uh, and said unfortunately, that is that is an aspect of the victim mentality. But as you take responsibility and you tap into that frequency, and I'll, I'll talk about this on another podcast uh, about the frequencies and energies and things, but. You'll, you'll start to realize is that when you find that frequency, that confidence, that that ability to get through a tough situation, you're going to realize that that is in every human. And the first time you, you experience it, it's really going to leave a tremendous impact. And what will happen as, you, as you've taken responsibility and gotten through your journey, you'll see that that frequency is based on love. It's based on acceptance. And it's based on a connection with someone else. And when you start to go through this path, and then you see that someone else has just walked onto the trail and you're going through, and maybe maybe on your path you're running and you're, you know, you're sweating and like, and then you start to see it's like, hey, here's another warrior. And you, you see, Hey, awesome. It's it's awesome. I can't believe you made it through, through the forest and made it to this trail. I'm happy to have you here. You know, what's your, what's your experience been like? And that person then maybe in the early stages, like, well, I just have to do something to change my life because I'm so miserable. I have to do something. It's like, okay, well, I'm happy to have you here. Let's walk together and move forward. And that, uh, having that element of life and discovering that is really powerful. And it's enhanced my life because it's made me see the value in suffering, but also uh, from trying to help someone else through an experience that um, my own in my own world, you know, uh, my four walled world uh, from temple to dog, but for all you Chris Cornell fans, but in my little four walled world where I thought, Um, there was no, there was no one around to save me. And when I was in that, when I'm in that kind of peak fear, and this is another topic of of what peak fear is and what that feels like, but I felt like I was worthless. Like I was just a failure of a human being. And that's the overly critical uh, victim mentality coming through. And until I took responsibility for healing And trying to find the best way through this, through either through research, the science, going to therapy, uh, working out, uh, doing everything I can uh, to to help somebody or help myself. The only time that I uh, was able to to grow was when I took responsibility. So uh, there's a quote from uh, Socrates that he said, "The unexamined life is not worth living." And you know what exactly does that mean? Well, it just what that means is is that there are layers to your life that you haven't discovered yet and i i've always looked at it like an archaeologist like you're digging through and you find an element of yourself that you never thought that you could ever connect with and you have to examine your life to realize what motivates me what makes me angry uh which type of people do i like being around what type of movies and, and tv shows do i really like and looking at your life in that regard to find a deeper value, a deeper meaning. And as you dig through and your your archaeological archaeological site of your soul, you're going to find different areas. It's like, wow, that's really empowering. And like I, I've never realized that I could do this. And that type of feeling gives you a sense of peace and a sense of acceptance, but also a sense of excitement. So it's a, it's a matter of not only finding those moments, but then wanting to communicate that with somebody else. And that's why if you have a battle buddy, it's really awesome because you both can grow together and figure out what it means to be human. So as you go through and you're starting to realize what the, the deeper layers of your humanity, they're going to, that's going to open up to you. And then you're going to realize that your potential is infinite. And you'll start climbing that ladder or whatever you're trying to do and realize that you might have to make decisions in your life to say, look, you know, my current work situation is not not doing well for me. I'm not inspired. I'm not inspired with where I live. I have to do something to get out of this because if you don't, you're never gonna live up to your potential by blaming others, your circumstances or whatever else for your problems. You have to take responsibility for fixing it and moving forward. And does that mean that the day one, uh, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror and say, Wes, today you are taking responsibility. You're not going to be a victim anymore. Does that mean on day two that you're not going to make a mistake and lash out at somebody and treat them poorly because you're, you're trying to keep blaming others for your problems? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But it means that you're always going to have that baseline to come back to and keep reminding yourself. And that's why having your journal, having your battle buddy, being able to communicate and understand what's going on with you, do the research, uh, research about anxiety, look at other people's experiences and, and realize of what they're going through and, and some of the similarities that you've gone through, and realize look, this person is making excuses or. or Being the victim and I'm not going to be that and so you have to make a plan And move forward from that plan and even if it's if it's just that you're deeply competitive with yourself and deeply competitive with others Don't let the world and your sensations control you to the point where you can't live up to your potential And that ultimately is what taking responsibility means it means that you are going to move forward on the trail to whatever it is that's going to make you 100% human. So as an anxiety sufferer, you may be a 15% human, where the sense of you have the 15%, but there's so much more available to you that you can tap into and realize, wow, this life experience is awesome. And the, the kind of the cool philosophical thoughts that you go through and this is this kind of combats the existential dread is realizing wow I'm alive and I have this potential to make changes in not only in myself but in the world as well. And I want to pursue this. I want to figure out what this is all about. And that's what living is. And a lot of people who who take the victim route, they're not going to find that path. And it's very sad. And they're going to live their life to the point where they just die. And that's the end of it and they never realized what they could have become if they would have just taken responsibility and on that day one uh, of of 2020 to say i have to make a change in my life and the first step is i'm not going to be a victim to this anxiety anymore i'm going to look at my sensations as a student i'm going to realize okay uh, this isn't very comfortable but i will get comfortable being uncomfortable to the point where I start dominating these sensations and realizing that on this particular day, I'm not feeling great, but I'm going to confront whatever that sensation is and we're gonna move forward. And if you keep sending those signals to your brain to say, we're not gonna give up, and at least I'm not gonna give up, your brain is going to put you in the mentality of like, okay, well, we need to prepare him to be able to fight and get over this experience. And and dominate this experience. And once you have those sensations, that's going to be etched into your memory forever. And you'll be able to c- recall that and call back on it. I do it a lot in my, myself, uh, going through a, a particular situation. I play tennis and you know, I think of things on court, and and I'm like, you know what, you can do this, and you've done it before, just believe in yourself and like you, you have to tap into that frequency. And your, and your body will produce things. You're like, wow, like that is really awesome. And you'll feel more empowered and you'll feel better about yourself. And that's a very critical uh, aspect of accepting responsibility. So that wraps up episode four. I wish you all peace, love and happiness. And I will catch you in the next one.